It was a hard week as Ukraine was invaded and Governor Abbott of Texas signed something to scare trans kids and their families in order to appease his base. It comes in the midst of a hard couple years as we not only live pandemically, but see systemic racism creating evil and pain. Sometimes when we find that the overwhelm of what is hard takes away our words, we come back to words that connect us to Christians not only around the world, but throughout history. We anchor ourselves to the words of Christ, who has given us the prayer that we prayed together when we were live, and that I invite you to pray with me again now. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're in Deuteronomy chapters 15 and 16 now, working our way through the story. We're coming to a section that reflects one of my very favorite practices, something that Curtis and I have had in place for most of our lives together in different forms and fashions. Sometimes it needs adapting and so on, but it's the practice of Sabbath. First, Sabbath comes to us through the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, and I'm going to read that for us together now. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That's the part I memorized as a kid, but there's more. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Now as we come to Sabbath, we see that there are many things going on. And the first is that Sabbath offers rest. This is perhaps the most widely known piece of it because it begins with God resting on the seventh day of creation. And then Sabbath is gifted to humanity as a rhythm of life. And it is holistically restful. Did you hear that? How it isn't just that you rest, it's that everybody joins the rhythm of rest. It's all well and good to stop if you have a way to implement that though which these people did because they had the power to stop everybody's work. But now, ceasing both work and commerce is impossible. So instead, some people might choose just personally to not engage in commerce and then also rest. I know others actually reverse the practice that when they engage in commerce, they become particularly generous. If they go out to eat, for example, during their Sabbath time, they tip way beyond as a way to acknowledge that our work life is far from what it should be in our world. But fundamentally, resting reminds us we're not what we do and we're not what we make and neither is anyone else. It reminds us that what we have is enough. Resting is embodied trust. We can not work for this period of time and we will be okay because God will care for us. So Sabbath is rest. Sabbath is also release. Now we're in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse one. Every seventh year, you shall grant a release of debts. Picking up in verse four, 
There will, however, be no one in need among you because Yahweh is sure to bless you in the land that Yahweh your God is giving you as a possession to occupy. If only you will obey Yahweh your God by diligently observing this entire commandment I command you today. Verse 7, if there is among you anyone in need, a member of your community in any of your towns within the land that Yahweh your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your needy neighbor. You should rather open your hand, willingly lending enough to meet the need, whatever it may be. Be careful that you do not entertain a mean thought, thinking the seventh year, the year of remission is near, and therefore view your needy neighbor with hostility and give nothing. Your neighbor might cry to Yahweh against you, and you would incur guilt. Verse 12, if a member of your community, whether a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, is sold to you and works for you six years, in the seventh year you shall set that person free. And when you send a male slave out from you, a free person, you shall not send him out empty-handed. Provide liberally out of your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press, thus giving him some of the bounty with which Yahweh your God has blessed you. So now we have a Sabbath each week and Sabbath years. Sabbath years are all about releasing debts and releasing slaves with seed money. To be in debt created incredible vulnerability, for one. So whenever lending is part of the Old Testament, scholar John Golden Gay reminds us it's for the purpose of getting people stable and never for profit, (laughs) which is just crazy. How dumb were they? But cycles of Sabbath, they are meant to alleviate the prime component of poverty, which is debt. People release slaves. They release debts. They don't cling. They aren't tight-fisted. They open their hands to their neighbors, just as God opened their hand to release the rain. So this takes things deeper. If rest reminds us that we are not what we make and do, and neither is anyone else, release reminds us we are not what we have or lack, and neither is anyone else. Release is embodied trust. I can give away my right to collect. I can give away this startup money or these startup flocks and grain, and I will be okay because of who God is. So Sabbath is rest. And Sabbath is release. Also, Sabbath is remembering. We think we remember in our minds, but more and more, we're catching up now to what Deuteronomy knows. We remember in our bodies. And so if we read on to Deuteronomy chapter 16, we'd find guidance for how to keep three festivals, Passover, Festival of Weeks, and the Festival of Tabernacles. And all of these are called, I love this, Super Sabbath events. We have weekly Sabbath and Sabbath years, and the festivals are super Sabbath. And the festivals reflect the history of God's action, joy at God's abundance, and social inclusiveness. They reflect the history of God's actions at the Exodus and God caring for the people in the wilderness. They reflect joy at God's abundance because you bring what you have from the harvest and everybody eats more than enough. They reflect social inclusiveness because absolutely everyone in the community is invited and expected to be there. And in fact, it is massively wrong if those who have the resources and power exclude for any reason those who are on the margins because of enslavedness, 
because of being indebted or indentured labor or a resident alien. The super Sabbath events invite the kind of remembering that transforms you through the practice in our bodies of gathering and eating and drinking. They invite the kind of remembering where you look back and think, that changed us. Remembering reminds us we are not who we used to be because God has cared for us, freed us, forgiven us, led us, given us each other, been with us. The myth is that real life is happening as we work, and Sabbath is simply a chance to recover before we get back to it. The truth is that Sabbath rhythms embody what is most true. And reconnecting with that regularly will transform what we do and how we do it the other six days. We rest because we're not what we do or make. We release because we are not what we have. We remember because we are not who we used to be. Sabbath then is a lot like a heartbeat. It is where you bring everything back together before it goes out and around again for its various purposes. Work, rest, you are not what you do. Lend, release, you are not what you have. Harvest, remember, you are not who you were. Sabbath practices are the rhythm by which we are reconnected and refueled to who we are most meant to be so that as we go out, we will carry that with us and let it transform the way we do everything else. God did not free us simply so that we would no longer be slaves. God freed us to become a people who would live in a way that is in harmony with and reflective of God's own character. That is the heartbeat of Sabbath.